Hey, y'all. Welcome to Latte and Laundry. I'm Suzanne Bilodeau, and I am so honored to be with you here as we navigate motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything in between. This is a podcast for my fellow imperfect people who want to grow in greater communion with our most perfect God. So join me and my friends as we laugh, cry, dive deep, and explore with one another as we journey towards stilling our souls while moving our world. Hi, my lovely friends. Welcome back to another episode of Latte and Laundry. I'm Suzanne, and I'm so happy you're here. And for all my new friends and new listeners here, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is a podcast where you can find rest and restoration in knowing that you are not alone on this journey, that we my friends, are all fallen, all um, messy, all imperfect, all trying actually to grow in greater communion with our most perfect God. And even though he has called us, right, and Christ tells us, be perfect like your heavenly father is perfect, we are never actually meant on this side of heaven to reach perfection by way of never sinning and never falling. Instead, it is actually moving towards our perfect God, a desire of seeking to know and grow in greater communion with our most perfect God that we reach our perfection itself. And we will mess up along the way, my friends. And that is where (laughs) you can find solidarity and friendship here at Latte and Laundry because we are all trying our best. And I think we don't give ourselves enough credit credit and our friends enough credit to know that for the most part, we are all doing our darndest. Some of us are further along on the spiritual journey than others. Some of us have fallen and, and gotten on our knees many more times than others. But in the end, we are all trying our hardest to love and to great, grow in greater communion with love himself, Christ. And I've been journeying alongside you guys for the last few weeks on friendship. And I really wanted to touch on a topic today and open up our Lent series, this this Lent, on something that I think is so critical. And I know for those of you who have been journeying alongside me from the beginning or in the last while, you know that this is a topic I like to touch on. But I wanted to actually get into a whole series on it because I think it is one of the most important topics in our world today because many of us live out of a place that relates to this topic that if we hide behind the busyness and distraction of life and don't look these things straight in the eyes and try to tend to these places within us, then we will often miss all of the great beauty that Christ wants to do within our hearts and our souls and grow in greater communion with him. So I want to dive in deep with regards to wounds. I have a number of awesome guests who are going to talk to us about how we can love through our place of woundedness, our many places of woundedness, and how we can live into the vocations that Christ has called us to, and how we can still love even while we have all these places that may have triggered us, that may bubble up inside us with regards to these wounds. But let me start today's episode out on just talking about the need for healing and the beauty of what Christ can do to us by glorifying these very broken and wounded places. So let me open us up with our Bible verse today, which is, 1 Peter 2.24, and it says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, 
that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Okay, guys, this is super powerful, super important. And I think one of the things that um, we often can struggle with on the human level when relating to God and, and understanding these places of woundedness is a lot of times I think we can look at God and, and Christ and say, okay, yeah, he came down and he was physically wounded and beaten and tortured, but he doesn't understand my struggles, my heartache, my pain. He doesn't understand the things I've been through. And yet Christ is the perfect example. Christ has shown us what it is like to be wounded and to bring glory through our wounds. Christ himself has experienced wounds, the wound of betrayal. I mean, Judas was one of his closest, most beloved, dear friends, one of his 12 apostles, right? And he was wounded by betrayal. You, my friends, I may have gone through a massive betrayal by a friend. It might be a core, deep place in you that is hurt. This, my friends, is actually a wound that needs tending. You may be wounded by humiliation. Maybe you've been humiliated, whether it was by a teacher, by a boss, by a bully, by a sibling, by a parent. Christ himself was wounded by humiliation. He was scourged at the pillar. He had the crowning of thorns where they were literally making fun of his royalty, teasing him. He laid upon the cross, standing there hanging in the nakedness, right? I think we often forget when we look at a crucifix that Christ did not have that loincloth or that cloth over him. He was crucified amongst the masses next to those two thieves with many people looking on and mocking and teasing him as he he hang there naked or maybe you've been rejected maybe your wound comes from a childhood full of rejection by peers and not being understood or not feeling like you fit in maybe you've been rejected by what it is quote unquote what seems like the in crowd or maybe you've even been rejected by loved ones The people that were supposed to show up and show that you are loved unconditionally no matter what, who are supposed to love you purely for the sake that you were their daughter or son, but instead you have been rejected. Jesus himself was rejected by his own people. It was his own people up there screaming to crucify him. Or maybe you've been wounded by abandonment. That parent that left or that friend that just up and went away, whether both physically or just emotionally abandoned you. Maybe your spouse or significant other has turned their back and walked away and you have a deep place of wound of abandonment. Look what Christ knew was to come and came. Peter, whom I like to affectionately call his ride or die apostle and Peter who in Matthew 16 um, 22 after Jesus is talking to his disciples and and telling his the apostles that he's going to suffer and many things are going to happen at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and teachers of the law that he must be killed on the third day Peter actually like takes him aside and 
And Picayans rebuke Jesus, right? He's like, never, Lord, this will not happen to you. Peter always seems like that big brother protector that will will fight to the end for Jesus. This was his ride or die guy, right? Even though Jesus rebuked Peter in that time saying, get, in behind, get behind me, Satan, for you're a stumbling block to me. You're not allowing what is... God has in mind to happen. You have your human concerns when my my plans are greater than this, right? But at the same time, this is who you would have on paper, if this was not Christ, who God who knew all things, we would have said Peter will not deny Jesus. This is his guy. And yet, Jesus suffered the wounds at the hands of Peter of abandonment, denied him three times right? Christ knows our sufferings. Christ knows our wounds. He walked them himself, even at the hands of his closest and most dearest loved ones. And I think honestly, that's my friends where our wounds cut the deepest because these are when they come from places that we've entrusted our hearts from loved ones, from deep loyal friends, from our family of origin, It's not such a big deal when the stranger cuts you or insults you or judges you. Yes, that feels painful. But it's when it cuts to the the core, when it comes from these places that were never designed to wound you. But my friends, we live, I say it all the time, we live in an imperfect and fallen world. We wound and we get wounded. But a lot of times I think we don't pay attention to actually tending to healing these places of woundedness and being able to still love through the wounds that we've experienced. And instead, we shove them down, close a box over them, say we'll deal with that later, and move on with life. And my friends, those wounds, they want to make themselves known whether or not you plan to address them. They bubble up in forms of fear or anxiety or worry. They show up in places of control, whether it's in your motherhood or your wifehood or your friendships. They show up in ways of anxiety and, and envy and jealousy, in ways of feeding into the insecurities and the lies that you told yourself through these wounds having placed a stamp within the depths of your heart. These wounds were not meant to be ignored. Instead, they're meant to be tended to. They're meant to be places where we can meet Christ, where he he tells us, my dear ones, I did not desire this for you, but come be with me in this intimate place. Share in my wounded heart. Allow me to love you and to show you how I can glorify you these wounds so that in return you glorify me through the love that you share through your woundedness and there's this bible verse in jeremiah 6 14 that i think is so profound and i want to keep praying through this one myself as i continue to attend to the many places in which i have lived for years out of these places of woundedness that have not been tended to that have not been healed that i have not always allow Jesus to meet me in these places. And this Jeremiah 6.14 says, you can't heal a wound by saying it's not there. My friends, when our kids fall and they scrape up their knees or they break a bone or they have a gash here or there, by simply saying it's not there does not heal the broken bone, does not create the antibiotic cream that's needed to prevent infection. 
By simply ignoring it, our kids would run around, dirty up those open wounds, possibly create infection, and have a way bigger, more gaping wound on their leg or wherever it is that they were hurt. And this same truth holds for ourselves and our own places of woundedness. By simply saying the, he- the wound is not there, we cannot heal the wound. We, would, we can try. We can hide behind our tough exterior or these places in which we, we tell everybody we're fine, we're good. But when we ignore the stuff that has created little fractures in our souls that have created pains deeper than we can express, we often don't even realize that we have left them wide open for further infection and have allowed them to become possibly even greater wounds that we live out of on a day-to-day basis. That kid whose wound is now infected is walking around crankier, <laughs> if they're able to walk, and in more pain than they would be had that ant- that we had cleaned out that cut, put the antibiotic cream on it, and tended to it, right? But instead, we, <laughs> we foolish humans, myself included, do this so frequently, or we pretend all is well, right? We might have gone through some massive trauma in our life and thought to ourselves, but I'm fine. I'm doing just fine. But this is where, we've talked about this before, this is where that holy curiosity is so important. When you feel yourself getting overly triggered and upset about something that you can stand back maybe outside of the moment and look and go, that did not warrant that kind of response. What was going on inside me? that created such a disordered response to this circumstance. And sure, sometimes maybe you're just tired. (laughs) Sleepless nights, we mamas have many of them, or you're hungry, or it's just been a hard day. So you're more impatient or more triggered. But many times, these disordered responses come from a deeper place of a wound that we have not yet tended to, that needs serious healing. And Christ, my friends, Christ is so... Like such the gentleman that he is, he is so gently, tenderly waiting for us to allow him to come be the divine doctor, physician that he is because he so desires to clean out that wound, to dress it up and to heal it so that our scars from all these wounded places can be places of amazement and glorification rather than places that get enmeshed with sin and fear and anxiety, right? Psalms 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He desires to heal. He desires to bind up our wounds. But my friends, if we keep pretending they're not there, or we don't take the intentional time to process them and heal them and meet him in these places, Or like Jeremiah so awesomely said, if we pretend they're not there by simply saying they're not there, a wound cannot heal. And Matthew West has this great quote where he says, "Um, do not wait for time to heal your wounds. Ask your Savior to. Christ has literally been waiting for us hoping and desiring that we will let him in to heal our wounds if only we'd ask if only we'd ask god come into these places help me to have your eyes 
Help me to see with your heart to see. And he will reveal so much to us, right? I myself, you guys had had an incident not too long ago in the last week where um, I was greatly triggered by the most, the smallest thing. <laughs> if I even talked about it on this podcast, y'all would laugh. But without revealing too much of my own intimate life and my own intimate details of um, my experiences and my relationships, just know it was a very simple thing. And yet I was wildly triggered. My heart was racing. My anxiety was up. And I, I almost felt like I was, I don't know if any of you have experienced this, but I almost felt like I was having an out-of-body experience as if I was watching myself going, what are you doing? And I think this is one of the greatest things that we can ask Christ first and foremost, especially if you're early on in the healing journey, especially if this idea of wounds and, and paying attention to your wounds and allowing Christ to come in and meet you in these places and, and to heal them and to allow him to glorify them. If this is a new thing for you, one of the first things I would suggest that I need to do myself and I often am doing so that I can continue to allow Christ to reveal myself to me is to ask God, Pray and ask Jesus to open your eyes to even recognizing when something is disordered, right? Instead of just passing things off like a hard day, ask him to have that conscious reflection so that we can be in tune with what is going on with, uh, in us. And we can say, okay, that was a clearly disordered response to the circumstances at hand. Something deeper and bigger is going on here. That, my friends, is the, the first and greatest step we can take towards healing is to understand that we are living out of these places and with a holy curiosity of wanting to um, have them revealed to us so that our behaviors can actually change. We no longer realize, we no longer live out of these triggered, disordered places, but instead they're revealed to us so that we can tend to them and Christ can heal them and work with us so that we can ultimately grow in virtue and in love and no longer live out of a brokenness, but love through our own brokenness, right? And then and one thing I'd like to say too, and I know we touched on this in our in our friendship episode on like suffering together, but I think it's very important to realize that wounds are nothing to be ashamed of. In fact, <laughs> these are honestly, I believe, opportunities for us to grow in intimacy with our Lord. And like we've said, not that he always wills these actively wills our wounding, but a lot of times he passively allows them because he is the perfect father and he has the greatest plans for our hearts and mind, even though we may not see it. And even though a lot of times we get in our own way. And so it's important that we recognize that every single one of us has been wounded. I talked about this with Dr. Bob, whom we will be talking to again during this series. But last year when he came on for an episode of on We All Need Healing. And in that episode, we talk about the fact that unless you have lived in a perfect world where you were sinless and everyone you ever encountered was sinless, you have been wounded. Whether you've wounded yourself through your own sins or you've been wounded by others through their sins. We live in a fallen, broken world. And therefore, my friends, we are all wounded. And as I was recognizing this last few weeks and this just very disordered response I had to something very small and triggering, 
I had to take a step back and say, okay, something under the surface is bubbling up greater than my, I have the capacity to manage right now, right? I bring it to prayer with Jesus. I journal about it. I bring it to him in adoration and, and confession and all these things. But at the same time, it's really important for us to take that intentional time towards healing. And that might be really hard in your season of life. Maybe you're a busy mama or a busy grandmother and your time is consumed and overwhelmed. Or maybe you're working around the clock or you're a student filled with college courses and it seems impossible to tend to your healing. But I promise you, my friends, that relationships that you desire, that bring us some of the greatest joys we experience in this life as a reflection of the relationship of the Holy Trinity, they will thrive more perfectly and more beautifully when we have been able to look at our stuff and try to grow and heal, right? And so I had to, in that moment, looking at my disorder response, I had to call a meeting with my husband, (laughs) tell him where I've been at, tell him how I've been struggling and really pray through how we can manage to give myself some extra time to devote towards whether it's with my, my counselor in prayer time, in journaling, so that I can spend some time trying to meet Jesus in these places so that he can do the work he so desires to do, which is to help heal these places within me, right? And one last caveat before I let us go and we pick up with actually diving into each piece that I want to talk about with regards to wounds this this Lent um, is that I have to say one super important thing here. We do not heal ourselves. No matter how much therapy you go to, how much prayer time you spend, how much intimate conversations you have pouring your heart out in vulnerability to your girlfriends or to your spouse, no how much exercise you do or trying to eat right or reconciliation or forgiveness you try to do with the relationships that have been broken and wounding in your life. We do not heal ourselves. Only Christ himself can do the healing. The greatest thing we can do on our part is to be open and receptive to allowing Christ to do what he so desires to do. And sure, yes, that might mean a lot of more extra prayer time, journaling our notes, going to therapy, going on walks, getting to the confessional as much as possible. I'm not saying we sit back. literally do nothing because we assume God will do it all. No, but the point is, is that we do, we myself are not the, we, we ourselves are not the physicians. We are not the doctors. We are not the healers of our own souls. Instead, we are called to an active participation, reception, and response to all that Christ and his wonderful graces desire to do by way of healing in our souls. So if you feel the pressure of, oh my gosh, I haven't healed this thing within me yet. I haven't tended to this wound yet. I better get to it. Just take the load off your shoulders for a second and remember, it is not you. It is not I that will do the healing. This may just be an invitation for us to look at and be open to allowing God to do all that he desires to do. Okay, my friends, let me close this up in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I just thank you so much, as always, for this time that I get to spend with my lovely friends here. I praise you that you are the divine physician. I praise you that you do desire, so deeply desire to heal 
these broken and wounded places in your beloved children. I pray for all of us here. I pray for my lovely friends that we this Lent we can really open our hearts into uniting ourselves with Jesus in all his places of woundedness, on his walk to Calvary, as he, as he lay hanging on the cross, so that we may allow him to reveal more to ourselves of how much we are loved, how much we are cherished, and how much these wounds may have spoken lies into the depths of our heart. So that by knowing the firm foundation of who we are in Christ, we may live more beautifully, more fruitfully, and more glorifyingly through our love of Christ rather than living out of our places of woundedness. I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, my lovely friends. Um, I hope you all have been having a blessed start to your Lent. I will be praying for you and I would so appreciate, I haven't asked for this in a while, but I would so appreciate your prayers for myself as well. I could always <laughs> use as much prayers as I could get. Um, so I hope you, hope you all have a blessed beginning of your Lent and I honestly cannot wait to catch up with you guys more next week. God bless. <laughs>